Welcome to Mind What Matters. Today we are talking with Dan Jaworski. He is 55 years old. He was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's or mild cognitive impairment consistent with early onset Alzheimer's. And he is joining us today to talk about his story and just to tell all that he's doing for the Alzheimer's community and um, just to share with us how he is being such a warrior in promoting awareness around the disease and also just with how phenomenally he's handling the diagnosis himself. So Dan and I were just talking about how he signed up for the Kona Ironman on the first day that he got his diagnosis. And he's just going to share with us about that first. Yeah, well, so I, I was out for a run and I, I got a phone call from my doctor and I've gone through all kinds of tests. You, you do, when you're going through this, there's a there's series and it's a very long process. And then it kind of dropped the bomb on me. And it's like, okay, I got done. I hung up the phone with him and I, I sat there for a moment. Okay, all right, what am I going to do? Um, and one of the things that's always been a, a, a bucket list item for me is to, to do the Kona Ironman but you have to qualify for it. And you, which means you have to win your age group and you have to be a, a super athlete to do that. And my plan was always be, I'm 55 by age 75. I can maybe win my age group if no one else was in my age group. That's <laughs> how I would have to get there. So that's the, I figured I was going to get there then. And so right now, so I, they, they have a foundation where you can petition to get in. So I just started calling them up and I left message after message. Like, like I said earlier, no one answers the phone. So I just kept going down the list of people just hitting buttons and it would get the next person and say, Hey, this is my name. I, you know, wow. I left probably 30 messages and then was fortunate enough. They called back and the long story short is uh, I get to do it. It's been delayed, but um, in, on October 9th of 2021, I'm going to be, I'm going to be racing in Kona. I'm going to be there cheering you. I, I hope so. I, I'm inviting as many people as want to come. And Dan, you've dedicated every mile, which it's like 160 miles, and you've dedicated every mile almost to someone dealing with the disease. Yeah. And this is just, this was, you know, it's funny because, um, so I ended up after getting diagnosed, uh, connecting with the Alzheimer's Association, and they have this thing, The Longest Day. Right. And um, and it's really to, to raise awareness and money for the cause. And I just didn't feel like asking anybody for money. I, I really didn't. I didn't want to do that, but I wanted to do something. Could I, what could I do for all these people that have this disease or have lost somebody from the disease? So I thought of the idea, I'm doing this Ironman. It's 146, 146, 140.6 miles total swim, bike, swim, bike run. It's a long day. It's, it's a long day. And that's like the most challenging Ironman course you can do, is it not? It's it's going to be it's going to be a good one. It'll be yeah. Hawaii is windy. Uh, it uh, it's in the ocean. Um, it should be great. It should be great. I'm 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 so psyched to do it. So, but I I thought instead of me you know me asking from somebody, I want to give them something. And I thought, well, well, what? How about if I just dedicate a mile? So at every mile, I want that mile to be for that person. And wow. and and so I've. And, and my goal is at the end of the race, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to find my wife and my crew. And I think we got about 30 people coming right now. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to memorize. I don't know if I can get to that, everybody. I'm going to try to memorize every single person's name and story. And then at the finish line, recite them all aloud before I cross. And then we all collectively, me and the 140.6 of the people affected by Alzheimer's walk across together. You are remarkable. I mean, truly remarkable. 
I, I just have no other words. Um, I, I was starting to say, and we got cut off for a second and had to restart, but the beginning of this podcast, um, I said what drew me to you um, at the beginning, and I really was not very active on, surprisingly, now that I'm doing this podcast, but I really wasn't very active um, in the online community with Alzheimer's. I was very active with the Alzheimer's Association here in Nashville and was the co-chair of the Young Professionals Board and did a ton with The Longest Day, but I just didn't really put myself out there. And as I've kind of started to dip my toe in it, the number of people that I've met and the backgrounds with whom I share so many similarities, it's just been unreal. I mean, really, like the whole first season of this podcast, I wasn't connected like that. And now that I am, it's like, I feel like I've met some of the closest people that I'm going to have with me for the rest of my life. Um, it's just a weird, terrible thing that you share. You know, it's like a club you join. But um, I think it was, if it wasn't Liz Lewis, it maybe was um, the author who does Life, Love, and Alzheimer's. And she had commented on your page or something or recommended it. And you had taken the Alzheimer's swoop and in in like the picture you said I have four knots and I just I repeated them I'll do it again but if you said I will not be angry I'm not saying why me I'm not squandering the day and I'm not losing faith and I just I mean how can you stay so positive is I guess like the best question I could ask you number one yeah I think I, you know you can't choose what happens to you but you can choose your response you you always have a choice in, in the matter and so like for me is I just I, I, I want my kids to, to know that, you know, that their dad can take a punch and that uh, there can be beauty and strength in the struggle. There, there can. There, you can have lots of tough things happen. Uh, no, none of us are guaranteed anything, right? You, uh, how old are you? I'm, I just turned 40. Okay, you just turned 40, right. I mean, I've, I've had friends that are, are, are gone, right? And I'm sure you probably have some loved ones that are too, so... Yeah, we actually didn't. We both lose a brother. I think we shared yes, that. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, every day is a gift. And so, I, I, you know, one of the things that I think happens to you when you have something that's a life-threatening disease, at least for me, is that, you know, my, my word of the year this year is today. And that's like my focus is trying to be on just trying to make today a win. Today is going to be a good day. And if you focus on that, because we're all going to end up in the same place, you know, no, nobody gets out of this. No, nobody survives. The, there, there is no uh, cure for death. Um, so it's really about maximizing what you have while you have it. And if you can do that, I think you're, you're untouchable in many ways. Wow. Now, speaking of that, I think that I might have been stalking your Instagram too much before we talked. There is a very cool set of tattoos that you posted about, um, the Carpe Diem. And I think that is like maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen um, that your friends and family have done with you. Will you talk about that a little bit? Right, right. right. Um, yeah, it's funny. The whole Instagram thing, I, I've never been on social media. And I was encouraged by these friend, uh, friends of mine to get on there and just share it. And like you, I have had a very positive experience and I've met all this, this whole Al's community is really beautiful. Um, so um, the, what I did, the, the two things I did besides the second thing I did after uh, getting into the Ironman for Alzheimer's was I ended up, I told, I told Julie, my wife, I said, look, I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> and I did that. Um, and it, you know, and my, that too, that too is said, it's carpe diem. 
seize the day. Seize the day. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a great scene. It's I think it's a a, a phenomenal way to have a, a a you know a philosophy basically. And what was so cool is then after that, a couple of days later, she goes, do you, "Do you mind if I get one?" I said, "No, I don't." And then and a few days later, my kids my kids don't live in town. They they live in other states, and um. I get uh, a pictures from them. They both gotten uh, carpe diem tattoos uh, on on their arm. And then a, another, a few days later, some fr- really close friends of ours stopped by. They said, "We want something we want to show you." And they've got the wow. same tattoos. So it was a lot of solidarity. And uh, yeah, I'm just blessed with some really good, uh, some, a great family and some great friends. Well, we did talk about that a little when we talked on the phone about how. Um, you know, sometimes some friendships can can sort of fall off and that it can be a little bit of a lonely disease too. Um, I know that that was definitely the case for several friends of mine um, whose parents had it on the earlier side. You know, it was sort of either for one reason or another, like maybe the spouse sort of kept it hidden and so the friends didn't know what was going on um, or also just because maybe no one like knew how to handle it. Um, I'm really glad that you've had the opposite um, experience in that. Cause I don't think that's, yeah. I don't, I think that's rare. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I got great support, but I do think there is always in any kind of disease like this or people that go through a cancer or anything, there is always, it's a, an element of aloneness or that it's, it's a very personal thing that no one can really get unless you're really through it. I mean, I, my wife's type one diabetic as hard as I try to empathize and understand her blood sugars up and low. I never quite can understand as well as her friends that have the thing as well. Right. right. And so, you know, and so it, it's, it, it, if, if you have a good support group, so many things are possible. And so I, I just, what's hard is you, you, there are people that don't. And I think because it affects a lot of the elderly and all that, it ends up being placed on the like one or two people. Well, often a daughter is typically the caregiver for the people in these situations. So, Yeah. Well, okay. So tell me what you're doing to combat all of this. Um, what are you doing? I know that you're doing the mind diet and clearly you're doing a lot of exercise, probably more than anyone that's listening to this. Um, but what are, what are the things on your to-do list that are sort of going to keep Alzheimer's at bay? I know that your, your whole, your whole thing is that you're going to be the first survivor of Alzheimer's disease and that's your Instagram, the the Alzheimer's outliner. Yeah, I was like a good challenge. So, you know, they, no one's beat it. I told my doctor, actually, I told them when I was with him, I said, I said, there's always an outlier. And I said, there's someone's going to do it. And I said, and you can write the book. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I know the odds are bad. Um, but I mean, for me, you know, there's, there's really the, the hardest thing out there, there really isn't a lot of levers to pull. Um, yeah. But I'm doing I'm, I'm pulling them the ones that I have available, I've gone at, all out at. And so the things that you have is you can control, um, you, you know, the big one of the big one is diet, I believe. Um, uh, food has pharmacological properties. And, uh, and so what you want to be very careful of the things that give you high inflammation. So I'm basically on the Mediterranean diet. Uh, I eat almost no, um, you know, it's largely plant-based. I'll, I'll have some salmon. That's one of them. What about a good steak once in a while? Don't you miss it? Uh, I won't do it. I won't, you won't do it. Do it? I, I'm, yeah, like I, you know, I, I, I re, it's just, I'm just stronger if I stay kind of in the the that type of a mode where I just do no exceptions. 
Yeah. Uh, my wife thinks that's really boring, but that's that's just for me. It's easier to, to if I just stay without doing that. Well, the Mind Diet has red wine on it, so I mean, yeah, there's a few vices. Absolutely, I, I I have that. I I yeah. So I'm I'm very grateful for the red wine. <laughs> so diet's a big one. The other one is sleep, and and they're they're finding out with a lot of things that sleep is is very important for all kinds of of health. Um, so, and I've got a whoop strap, which is a, a biometric. It's kind of like a, a, a um, you see a lot of professional athletes have them. It's kind of an interesting thing. You should look into it, but um, it's like a, a Garmin where it's, it, it measures your heart rate variability, all kinds of different things. So, but it also measures your sleep really well and the amount of deep sleep that you get. So what's this called? A whoop, W-H-O-O-P. A whoop. Okay. Whoop strap. Yeah. It's, 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 and I don't know the group, but they, it's a lot of kind of think of it as like a high tech um, biometric device to measure all, all your biological functions that they can. Cool. Um, and they try, yeah. And they try to do that and to use that to help in human performance. So a lot of athletes are using it now. Okay. So um, the mind diet, the whoop. <laughs> Yeah, the, the whoop on that. Um, so you get mind diet. Um, there are some meds that are out there. There's not very many. I'm on the one that they have. It's I don't know how effective it is. Um, um, so that's out there. Um, sleep. Um, we mentioned that. How about Sleep. olive oil? I saw you posting yeah. about olive oil. Uh, well, of course. I think I, I probably drink more olive oil than in, per per capita than any person in the, in the nation right now. I, I've got, uh, I ordered a high polyphenol olive oil. I don't know if you know, have you heard that term before? No. Polyphenols are in, 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 in many, uh, fruits and, and oils and it's very good for your brain. So, um, I, that's one of the things too. So the high polyphenols, um, let's see here. Dan, do you drink the olive oil like by itself? No, and I, I don't really drink it, but I, I put it on everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and okay. What about the hyperbaric oxygen chamber? Have you heard about this? I am doing doing? it. I'm doing it. You are doing it. Yeah. Oh, cool. You're like the first person I've ever talked to that's done it. Right now I'm on, I'm on number 17 right now and I've paid for 40. So I, wow. Yeah, there is, there's a, was an Australian study that did some work on it with where they had some neurological, um, improvement, it's, it's, there's, there's debate whether it really does anything or not, but my take on this at the end of the day is there's potential that it helps me and there's almost zero risk to doing it. Yeah. Right. Why not? So so, yeah, it really, it's time and money is what it's going to cost you. I mentioned it to my mom and she said, no way, Jose, am I getting into that? Right. (laughs) Wound care. And there's some other things. What was interesting when I go there is sometimes I've seen some uh, parents with children that go in there. And so they've had some kids with autopsy, uh, or not, I mean, autopsy, but with, um, autism, e- epilepsy oh. uh, and, um, down some down syndrome kids too. And they're just, they said it improves brain function. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't really felt any, actually I felt pretty athletically. I've been feeling good. So I don't know if it's helping with that too. So. Okay. Yeah. And then you, we talked, this was obviously well before COVID. You're probably not planning on going to China anytime soon now, but there yeah. is a drug in China, correct? That That's right. It's very right. experimental. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically, there's a lot of um, academic chatter going on and the link between brain health and gut health. 
And so they've, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. It looks like oligamante. It's a seaweed-based seaweed based drug effectively that has, according to the Chinese uh, you know, studies, have, has, has shown some kind of improvement. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. I've got friends in Asia and stuff like that, so I'm 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 wor- I'm working the angle. So, but we'll see if I can find it. So, right. And another thing that I'm doing too is I'm I've actually because of that I'm actually take a seaweed supplement as well. Now I have no idea if it helps, but I, it, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt me. That's right. And the other thing that's it's brain engagement, and I do a whole bunch of different things on there. There's a uh, a very highly scientific one. It's called Brain HQ, which is online game system. Um, uh, there's another one, Brainwell, which is about 20, 30 minutes a day that I spend on that. Um, uh, I try to read. Uh, I, uh, I was doing yoga, but I haven't yoga and Tai Chi, but with COVID, I haven't been able to do all those. Um, I'm right now trying to learn Spanish. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, Como esta? And my wife, yeah, I, I said that my, my wife's can she's pretty good at, at, at that. And so she's my teacher and then she's helping me on the piano. And I said, if, if, if she, if, we, if she can teach me Spanish and, and music without our marriage blowing up, then this, then this will be amazing. Cause I'm, you know, so it's, anyway, it's, okay. it's been good. So I'm trying to do as many things mentally, physically health, sleep wise, diet wise that I can. So any, any, Anything that any lever that I have, I'm going to try to max it out, and then and and we'll see if that works or helps. Well, you know what? The fact of the matter is, all of us should be living like that all day, every day, anyway, um, with like very few exceptions. So I think it's great that we're even talking about it as you know a way to combat these diseases. I know I mean, people with cancer; they're doing a lot of the same things and um, juicing and whatever else. I mean, I think the key here to take away from this is like, let's start doing them now, you know, and especially people in their twenties and our kids and whatever. Um, so we've, we've mentioned, um, your wife, Julie, right? So how is Julie handling all of this and how are your kids handling it? You know, uh, that's a good, I, I think everything so far has been good because I mean, they're really, you know, it's a funny disease because you don't really know you have it. You, right. You're told you're you're told you have it by other people around you that are either annoyed with you or think you're not paying attention, and that's kind of what how it, the whole diagnosis came with me. But uh, you know, I I it's hard to know. I mean, uh, my kids seem great because um, they know that I'm doing everything I can. Um, it's a tough draw though for a spouse or a caregiver because of if it goes badly, I mean, you are, you're basically watching the person next to you that you really care about kind of get erased all their memories and fun. And then they kind of forget who you are and, you know, they forget how to eat and all these things. So, you know, I think she's worried about me and I'm really more worried about her. And so that's, you know, but we're, we're great. I mean, it's, you know, like, like I said, you, you, you have today and if you, you, you can, you can ruin today by worrying about tomorrow or you can have a great day. And, and that's, that's, so I think true. that's, the, you know, it is so true. And I think that, 
you know, you really have two options. And I'm not going to sit on a pedestal and say that I haven't felt really sorry for myself on days where, you know, my mom and I were just extremely, extremely close. Um, and you ha- and you have those bad days. But at the end of it, you know, you you have a choice to make. And that's do you get out of bed and do you fight and do you try and have a good attitude or do you just succumb to it? And I think you would be the most prime example I can think of. Um, I really didn't think I'd ever meet anybody that was as much of a, like a warrior in this as my mom. Um, she has just, and, and I tell you all the time, I mean, we're nine years in, not from her diagnosis, but for sure when she um, first started showing the symptoms like you're talking about. And I mean, she still knows all of us and she still lives in a condo by herself. I mean, she definitely has a ton of support, but she's very happy and, you know, she loves us all and knows us all and um, we continue to have a lot to be thankful for in that realm. And so there is hope and I think you can't just give up and you can't just sit in your house and, you know, let it swallow you for sure. Right. That, that's why I think if you do all the things that I was talking about or whatever the suggestions are, that, that buys you time and time buys you technology. The, yes. you know, they can find some kind of improvement or way. Maybe that maybe the cure isn't close, but maybe the, the, they can slow things and or a treatment. Yeah, yeah, treatment. right. You know, so so and or we find other things, and there's a lot of money going at this now too. So I mean, that, that that's, there's more shots on goal from you know from the pharmaceutical side. So we'll we'll hopefully we'll we'll find something. Yep, that's for sure. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add, just in terms of like? how to really help people. Like if there was somebody else out there that had just gotten this diagnosis or maybe even was just, you know, Hey, I can't remember what I had for lunch today, or I can't really remember what did we do last night? And I like really can't remember. I mean, how did it start for you? And just what are some maybe symptoms to watch out for or things to just, you know, maybe go see your doctor about. Right. Um, so for me, uh, I live two miles from a small college and uh, I'm a big basketball fan. Uh, I, I actually coached high school basketball and I just did Special Olympics this year. So it was really fun. But, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we actually won the state tournament. It was, it was so cool. Quick, quick story. Let me, let me, let me just tell you the story. So we, we, we make it to the state championship game for Special Olympics. And we were behind every second of the, of the game but the last second. One of our kids stole the ball at the end, caught it threw the ball up, it bounced off the backboard, went in, and we won 14 to 13. Wow. <laughs> Which is a really low score. Uh, That's really cool, though. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know. So you live around the corner from this college. Yeah. And so I, we, were, we, were, we were going there, and, um, and I've been there probably a couple hundred times because of all these games I've been to. And, and I, I turned to Julie, and I said, which way do I go? I can't remember how to get there. And so that was the Houston, we have a problem moment for us. It's like, holy cow. And to, to be fair to myself, I've always been really bad at directions. I've always been, I, I'm really bad at names. So I've had kind of a low attention span anyway. Um, so people say, that, that's, you were like that in college. You were like that in high school. So no people didn't really believe it. But when I went through all the testing, um, I mean, that was pretty brutal because yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how bad I did on some of those tests. I mean, it was, it was like, it was rough. To be honest, I think I would do bad. I, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about, the neurocognitive testing that just lasts like yeah. three days. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, horrible. 
wears you out. I, I think, you know, what others can do is just, you know, to, to really to try to do all the, the, the simple things, which really you should probably be doing anyway, which is the diet exercise and brain engagement. And then to find other people that you can talk to about this. That's been hard for me because I can't find anybody like me. Uh, we went to a couple support groups and those were actually really depressing because mm-hmm. they were all people 20 plus years older and so there were couples and the person with the disease was basically um, nonverbal. And so I was wondering, you know, Julie's sitting there next to me and I'm wondering if she's thinking, okay, is this a, a preview of what's coming? That's pretty us? off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so you have moments like that that are, you know, like, okay, well, we know we're, we know we're, what it looks like if it goes south and we're just, that's why today is so important. And, and that's, that's kind of why that's, you know, that's my word today. And so that, that's where we try to stay. Well, Dan, I just wanted to say thank you again for taking the time to talk to me today and to be present on this. I'm just grateful that I met you. Frankly, I can't wait to watch you and follow your story. And if I can possibly be there, I'm coming to Hawaii to watch you in this Ironman. Please. please, Yes, definitely. Drinks and food and all that on me. It'll be, a, it'll be an epic party. I keep telling people so. It will for sure be that. Thank you again so much. And I can't wait to keep in touch with you and tell your wife she's amazing. And I'm just as impressed with her. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you so much, Dan. Bye-bye. Bye.